Good day and welcome to Sabbath School with the Spencerville Seventh-day Adventist Church and my good friend Frank Hosel, one of the two contributors to this uh, quarter's lesson, How to Interpret Scripture, written along with his cousin, Dr. Michael Hosel, professor at Southern Adventist University. And we have come to the final week, Frank. Unbelievable. The final week of our... COVID-19 <laughs> lesson study, uh, uh, quarterly study. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Me too. Um, and I am so grateful that we've done it. And I, you know, I think that if, uh, if you don't have to travel anywhere, then we should just start on the next quarter and just well, discuss. let's think about that. <laughs> then, we, then, we could, then we could just, you know, you didn't write it, so you don't have any personal. So if we don't like something, Mark Finley's the author of the next quarter. If, if, uh, mm -hmm. if we don't like something Mark says, he's not here, we could just, <laughs> we can just go at it. No, we love Mark, and uh, we were just joking on that. But, but um, we're at lesson number 13, living by the word of God. And I want to say this. I might have put this lesson as the first lesson, so it was in people's minds as they went through the whole thing, but it is a good lesson, and we are going to talk about that. But before we talk about it, uh, Frank, will you have prayer for us? Sure. Our gracious God, we thank you for the opportunity to study your word. Thank you for the Bible. And we want to reflect now on ways how to make the Bible practical in our own lives mm -hmm. and how to live by your word. So we ask, help us that we can be not just listeners of the word, but doers of the word. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we invite your presence as we talk now and share insights from our lives and our study. Mm -hmm. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Living by the word of God. I love the memory text. This is, one of, this is a text I love in the uh, one of my favorite texts in the Bible, James chapter 1 and verse 22. Mm. Let us not just be doers of the, or, oh, so see, you, you're doing the New King James. I'm, I'm about to quote it in another version. Go, go, go ahead. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. We're supposed to be not just hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. If we're only hearers of the word and never actually acting on the word, we actually deceive ourselves. We've been talking so much about how to interpret Scripture. But the clearest way that we are interpreting Scripture right is in the way it is manifested in our yes. lives. Yeah. Right? Is, yeah. that, is that accurate? Well, that's, that's where all the interpretation really gears uh, towards. But it's not just that we understand intellectually yeah. uh, things better, but God wants us to live the things that he has shared in his word. And that's... That's the goal of all good interpretation. Uh, the greatest goal in studying the Bible, you say, is not to acquire simply more knowledge. Uh, the goal is not about mastering the Word of God, but about the Word of God. And I like the way you say this, the way you wrote this, the way the Word of God masters us. Yes. Um, we've talked about several things throughout this day. We've talked about and, and when each one, we t we've talked, we talked about, you know, the social construct of marriage in our modern day. We talked about uh, evolutionary, evolution theory, and we talked about issues around creation, and we've talked about difficult passages, and we talked about all these things. Uh, 
that really come down to a crux of are we going to be the authority over the Word of God or are we going to allow the Word of God be authority over us, mm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and this is really uh, what this final lesson is about, is about sh saying the, the, the Word of God is authority over us and it's shown by the way that we live. Um, and let's talk a little bit about that, Frank, because in our modern day and age, living by the Word of God, it's always been a challenge. But even fellow Christians see it as weird now. Am I right in that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that the greatest challenge in, in, in that particular thing is that we live the Word of God um, authentically and joyfully. Mm -hmm. You know, you can, you can practice the Word of God. You can obey the Word of God out of mere duty yeah. because you have to, because there is a pressure. But that's not the spirit that we're talking about. When we talk about living the Word of God, there is a joy that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. There is a conviction that, that, uh, that is behind your action. There is, um, there is um, something that has transformed your life, that has changed your life to the better, because you realize that there is wisdom, that there is truth, that there is something that you haven't had uh, before uh, that was missing in your life. And, and so the Word of God has changed your life. It has changed your character. It has changed the values by which you practice your mm -hmm. business uh, uh, transactions. Yeah. It has changed uh, the way you relate to your children, to your wife, to your spouse, to, to the people around you. And, uh, and you would never be able to, to produce that out of yourself. It's the Word of God, the power of the Word of God that can accomplish something like that. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is the beauty uh, that uh, everything gears and, and focuses on when we talk about biblical interpretation. We, we let's, I, I'm, I'm going to unpack this a little bit. Um, because we're, we're talking now about the real outflow of interpreting the Word of God is, is the way we live. But it's not just as easy as saying, well, because I know some of the Bible, now I'll live as a Christian. So it starts with the power that is outside of ourselves, and that power comes from the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah, but the Holy Spirit is never, <laughs> the Holy Spirit is never contrary to the written word. Yeah. We have to keep the both together because there are many Christians out there, especially in the more charismatic Pentecostal type of uh, Christianity, that focus on the Holy Spirit, and you get the impression that the Holy Spirit teaches them things that are clearly contrary to the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. But if He is the one who inspired the biblical yeah. writers, how can He contradict Himself? Yeah, yeah. So He will never go against the Bible. He will never go and abolish the Bible. He will never uh, do the Bible away or downplay the Bible. He will always go in and through and with the Bible. Uh, to teach us. Well, that's, that's kind of the direction I was going to go, Frank, was I was going to say that, that, that through the Holy Spirit, and what I meant by that was um, you have this phrase in there, left to our own devices, we would not obey the Word of God. Hmm. So we need the Holy Spirit to, yeah. to do that. But then the, how does the Holy Spirit then act? It's not just simply saying, well, because the Holy Spirit's in me, I can do whatever. 
it, it's, it then goes to a whole nother level. And this touches on what we talked about just at the end of last week's lesson where we talked about how um, the, we talked about, we just briefly started to talk about how, how if we're only accessing the Bible a few minutes a day, hmm. but everything else is being accessed multiple hours a day in our lives, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then we can't expect to really have a grasp of it, nor can we expect to live out the Word of God without having a knowledge of the Word of God yes. that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit doesn't provide um, esoteric, strange, new insight or meaning of the biblical text that the text doesn't have in mm-hmm. and of itself. Mm-hmm. So there, there is no um, Gnostic <laughs> yeah. special knowledge yeah. that the Holy Spirit provides that uh, nobody can have. So why do we need the Holy Spirit then? Very simple reason. Because the Bible is not just knowledge, but the Bible wants to be embraced, the Bible wants to be, um, to be loved, and the Bible wants to be obeyed and, and followed joyfully. Mm-hmm. And for that, we need the Holy Spirit because our normal human sinful heart has no desire, no joyful desire to yeah, follow God. Yeah. And, and so uh, everybody, and anybody things, can right? read the text. Everybody can read it and understand it. That's not the problem. The, the words are clear, but you need the Holy Spirit to um, change in you the perception that this is something you want to follow, yeah. that you want to accept, mm-hmm. that you want to implement into your life. And here God never forces us, uh, yeah. but the Holy Spirit works on us and to, to unfold the beauty of the word. And, uh, and the blessings that we can get out of that. Let's talk about some practical steps. And we'll, talk with, uh, we'll start with like Jesus as our example. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, we, we, we have a clear example. When Jesus goes into the wilderness and he's tempted by Satan. And Satan quotes scripture, but a little bit off. And Jesus then is able to combat that because what? Well, he knows, he knows the Bible as well, fortunately. <laughs> he was familiar with the Bible, so he could quote it. He could quote it even by memory. Yeah. You know, uh, that is something that uh, uh, where, the, where there is room for improvement in my life. <laughs> I, I grew up in a generation where we did not learn many things by heart. And uh, I think it's a, it's a pity. It's, it's a blessing to know the Bible because it can bring the Bible to memory and um, uh, into decision-making processes where you would not have uh, the input from the Word of God if you had not memorized it. Mm-hmm. So he can apply that to different situations. So that, that's what we can learn. Uh, what, what I can learn from Jesus is he, he deliberately put aside special time with God to pray and I guess also to st- to study the word. This is something that doesn't come automatically in my life. Yeah, It's just uh, you, you, you have to plan that. You have to make a deliberate effort to, um, to make that happen. Because our, our lives, I don't know how hard it is with you, but it's so crowded. It's so full. And if you don't carve out that time, yeah. it will not come by itself. And so... What is the best time to do that? There is, um, there is no standard answer that I give to that question yeah, yeah. 
because every person is a little different. But uh, I found that usually in the morning, if I indeed start the way the day with uh, with the Bible and reading the Bible, it has the longest lasting effect on me. If it's not more, if if you are not a morning person, if <laughs> if you don't have the time in the morning, carve out some time in the afternoon whenever it's uh, the best for you, when your mind is clear and fresh and uh, you have uh, a little extra time? There's, there's some studies that I've read recently, and I'm trying to work on this, that it doesn't matter if you're a morning or a night person. The truth is, is you're still the best in the morning. Well, probably you're right. And, and I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a scientist. I'm just quoting studies that I've read because I've been convicted, like, because I've always used the excuse of I'm not a morning person, so therefore... But I found that when I get up at a certain time and I start, yeah. then I, I am much more efficient throughout the rest but, of the but day. But here, here's something we, I think many of us have to learn. And that is, you know, we, we're so performance-driven yeah. people. And, and if we miss out on our Bible study in the morning, then we, just we, we, we get a little guilt feeling, you know, yeah, a guilt yeah, trip. And, yeah. and I'll just say, you know, if you miss to read the Bible in the morning, well... Read it later. Read it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can start reading the Bible anytime. Start today. where you're at. And, uh, and don't get discouraged. Yeah. I was just going off on a side note of saying like <laughs> that I've used that idea about, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't quit on it because you have it, because you missed it in the morning, but, but I was just making a side comment that I think that it is, it is, yeah, uh, yeah. even though I'm not a morning person, I still struggle with this. Um, I, I, um, You mentioned the memorization thing, and you talked about how your generation didn't put a lot of things in memory. Neither did mine. Um, we put pop culture things in memory just because we've been mm, so mm. entrenched in them. You know, I would just say a word to us as myself as a parent and to other people as parents. Culturally, one of the reasons why we know, I mean, we know from the cultural and the historical dynamics of the day that, 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 Jewish young men, because the highest ideal was potentially to become a rabbi, right? And so from between, from when you were a little boy until you were 10, 12 years old, you were spending immense amounts of time memorizing the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. And, and then if you didn't make the cut, then you went into kind of the apprentice row, right? If you, mm, if mm, you, mm. If you didn't make it. <clears throat> I'm not saying that we need to be maybe quite so strict, but wouldn't it be so wonderful if we were more intentional about, as parents, planting those disciplines and those seeds in our kids as a young, at a young age, right? I think we would be blessed. I, I think it would be worthwhile a try. And I think we need to encourage each other and share insights that helped uh, us in that process or help the children in the process mm -hmm. uh, because uh, not everyone has all the knowledge and all the experience yeah. and we it's, it's a learning experience really so if we can um, stick together yeah, flock yeah. together and support each other in that I think it we will we will all be blessed and uh, you know HMS Richards you've of course heard of HMS Richards I know you know who he is Founder of the Voice Prophecy, one of my heroes. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to. Uh, he died in 1983. I was only five, so I never got to meet him. But uh, when I get to heaven, I, I look forward to, to visiting with him. Um, he, he, he told a story about how the first time he read the Bible all the way through, 
his grandfather offered him $10 if he'd read the Bible all the way through. And that's got him on the started on the thing. So I offered my son $100, you know, inflation to read the Bible. And my, at the time, he was, he's 11 now, but at the time, my nine-year-old son read the entire New King James Version Bible all the way through. Well, that's an accomplishment. Now, now let me tell you this. At the end of it, he didn't want the money. Yeah. Because he said, I don't feel good taking the money for reading the Bible, Daddy. I'm just yeah. glad I read the Bible. Yeah. I, was, I was impressed with that. Now, my middle son has said, when I finish, do I get $100? <laughs> he seems more intrigued about the money. But yeah. I was like, hey. But well, well, I'm not saying is different. This, it's the best method. But my point is, is like you're saying, share yeah. with people like what a... Uh, because the point is, is to get them on that right track and then, yeah. and then let, let the Word of God do what the Word of God does. And there is, some, there is something else, you know. I'm, I'm reminded of uh, uh, an interesting experience I had once in a, in a church setting where an old brother went up to the podium uh, between Sabbath school and, uh, and the sermon, and he said, I just want to share um, the Word of God with you. And he stood there and from memory recited the entire, an entire psalm. Yeah. And it was a long psalm. And he, he spoke with uh, emphasis, you know, with, with, uh, with vigor and yeah. with, with liveliness. Yeah. And it was not a boring recital. Yeah. It was very impressive. And to this day, I still remember that incident where someone stood up and out of memory from from, from memorizing scripture, was able to recite an entire psalm uh, to the congregation. And, and that inspired me to also do that. And when I was a Bible teacher at Bogenhofen, we had one class once, and uh, I challenged the students to actually memorize yeah. an entire biblical book. <laughs> now, we didn't take the longest book we started with a small book Fleeman. Uh, so, yeah, well we'll start with first john you know yeah, 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 just a few yeah. chapters but it takes uh, it's not so easy if no. you're not used if you're not used to that um, it takes it takes determination and encouragement to to do that and repetition yeah. of, of things but after a while you know you, you are able to recite an entire book and a chapter and it's, it's so enriching uh, to do that, that I think we should be more creative and supportive in, in trying to experiment with things like that. And sometimes, and this is something I, I mentioned in the, in, the, in the lesson as well, you memorize the easiest way when you sing, when you yeah. attach a melody to, uh, to the words. Yeah. And you realize that the words that otherwise would be very hard to memorize go so much easier into, into your brain. My sons, they know like the, the wonderful counselor, almighty, because of the song, for unto us a child. You know, they were, I think they've like heard it like twice, the, uh -huh, the uh -huh. Messiah chorus yes, or whatever. Yes. And, uh, uh, and so now they know that, that, that text and they know those names of God, like you said, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of... Uh, mm -hmm. uh, because of, of, that, of that, and since we're on memorization, let's just, let's just talk a little bit about that even more because it's, it's, in, your, it's in the lesson study. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you mentioned earlier busyness, mm -hmm. and if we don't make space in our lives, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when people will be viewing this, it was a couple weeks ago now that I preached a sermon on having an appropriate level of busyness. You're not, we are going to be busy in this world. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. 
but we don't have to be over busy. Yes. And, 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 and we often think of being over busy or we think of like, too often Christians talk about having more time for God and we, we chastise people of all the bad things they need to get rid of. But a lot of us are over busy. Like you think of Martha, hosting Jesus and serving Jesus was not a bad thing. It was that she was going above and beyond where she needed to go. Mm-hmm. She was over busy mm-hmm. doing good. Mm-hmm. And some of us are over busy. I mean, Frank, let's just talk honestly. The work you and I do. That's right. That's right. I mean, you're, you're, you're hitting right where I wanted to go, you know, especially for us pastors. It's, it's a challenge. And, and but we're we, doing such good. Yeah, we are doing such good. But While we're destroying it, it, our but, own. But there is a danger. You know, you can be very smooth and very efficient yeah. in just doing your routine. And it will go for a while. Yeah. nicely, but uh, you get more and more hollow and empty, yeah. spiritually speaking. And uh, there will be the point, and you will come to the point where even as a pastor, you break down and you have nothing to feed others others anymore and mm-hmm. uh, nothing to live by yourself. And and when that 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 point hits, you know, you have what they call a burnout. You yeah. know? And, and once you hit hit that you know it's it's a it's it's it will not go easily away so as pastors i think we we have to especially be careful when we deal with these issues and be mindful and even plan deliberately how to foster and sustain and and keep that alive it's it's like a marriage you know it if you just Take that for granted; mm-hmm. it will go down the drain. It, yeah, will, yeah. it will go down. It will, it will not be a lively uh, and loving relationship over a long period yeah, of time. Yeah. It'll last a while, but then you'll you'll live apart. And the more you live each other apart, you know, it, yeah. it you separate from from the other. And the same uh, spiritually with God. And we have to deliberately um, set boundaries. I think yeah. we have to learn as yeah. pastors to also. Uh, set boundaries yeah. that we need to focus on the essential things. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll be... We'll starve everybody. Yes. The, the um, you know, as they say, an anemic pastor makes for an anemic con- congregation. Uh, and this goes for pastors and it goes for all of us. Uh, something Dwight Nelson uh, taught me a long time ago is he said it, was, it baffled him how many pastors don't do their devotions on Sabbath morning. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, I'm going to go get up and preach anyways. And, and he said, and also how many pastors, when they go on vacation to overcome burnout, it's like they, they take a break from their Bible study too. Well, I can sleep in now and I don't have to, you know, or whatever it may be. And, yeah. and just this idea, we overcome burnout not by cutting everything out, but by, but by going back to the Word of God and this goes for not just pastors, but everybody, by going back to the Word of God and, and, and allowing His Word and His Spirit to feed our soul again. And how many pastors do their sermon preparation on Friday evening, you know, just Sabbath morning? Yeah. You know, I was broken if, to that long ago because my and, brain... And if you really want to keep the Sabbath, yes, we do serve God on the Sabbath in, in even intense ways, you yeah, know, yeah. but uh, I think we can plan our work 
load during yeah. the week in such yeah. a way that we don't have to prepare yeah. a sermon on Friday evening and, and Sabbath morning. And Sabbath school teachers, can I say, maybe don't leave preparing for the lesson quarterly till Friday night. Right. That might be another good thing, right? <laughs> that's, that's a one word of advice there. Well, actually, actually, the lesson is intended to start on Sunday, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and go through lead you the through week. the week yeah, and yeah. Uh, so, lead up to the Sabbath. Don't, yes. don't, uh, don't cram it there. Uh, that's, uh, we'll get off of pastors now. Anyone, whoever you are, though, memorizing the Bible can be such a blessing. Yes. My dad was raised a Seventh-day Adventist. He taught in our Adventist school system. He's taught at Loma Linda Pacific Union College. Uh, for Andrews, all of these. Uh, he's retired now. But he found a hollowness of his soul. He realized he was just a cultural Adventist. And it was, um, and he wanted to be different and he wanted to change. And, and he was struggling with several things in his life. And w- where God brought that victory was that he would just write scriptures on three by five cards. Hmm. And he would carry this, and this this ring started out and just gets bigger and bigger, and he still has that ring with him, and he'll just go when he's like when something's yeah, going on, yeah, he just goes yeah, through his scriptures, yeah. and he just is reading those and yeah, memorizing them, yeah, putting them to yeah. to mind, and and it's really transformed his life. Yeah, the 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 power of the word of God to transform your life. You want to live differently. It's not going to be because you're suddenly going to be stronger, or you're going to suddenly be smarter, or you're suddenly going to be more disciplined. You want to live differently. Plant the word of God. Yeah. I mean, that's what the text says. Why don't you, why don't you read this Psalm 119, verse 11 for us? Which is just such a powerful and important text in that. And you were going to say something you can say as sure. it's your turning. Psalm 119. And verse 11. Yeah. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm not going to not sin because I'm like going to be stronger tomorrow than I was. It's no, but you know the word of God reminds you of things. Yeah, and that is the beauty of it. The God can help you. What whatever you have memorized, God can bring to life uh, in your life, yeah. and uh, can help you to remind you of of biblical principles and values and things that God likes. Uh, when you are forced to make decisions. Well, I told that story weeks and weeks ago about how uh, at, at, in, in my undergrad days, someone shared a scripture with me, and while I was driving somewhere to go do something I you know, now look at as I shouldn't have been doing, like that scripture came to mind two years later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, and it changed my whole course. Yes, and it can help you in your relationship yeah. if you're a friend, if, if, if you start a friendship with a person or um, uh, if you want to do um, business or you, you're confronted to, to deal with your children, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, little things, sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it's the little things like friendliness yeah. or, or honesty or uh, that make a huge difference. Yeah in how you relate to other people and how you're respected. You know, if, if people experience you as a person who is honest in your transactions, yeah. that you're not focused so much on the money that you want to make by selling your car, yeah. but uh, a fair value for yeah, what yeah. it's really worth, you know, then 
they will trust you in other things as well. Yeah. But if they if they get the impression that you're a crook, that that you're more interested in in uh, getting rich and making money quickly than in telling the truth, they will not believe you anything that you will share from the Word of God. Why should they? Yeah. I. It's just funny that you say that because because I was once selling a a car to a a church member, when I say church member, not a church member of mine, but he was an Adventist at another church, right? And I was going to sell our car to him. And he offered me, he said, this is a fair price. I offered it, and I thought, well, that sounds pretty good. But I went to a dealership, and I asked them, and they said, well, we'll take it for da-da-da-da. So I sold it to them and, and got, you know, did an exchange thing or, or sold it to them. This guy got so mad at me and yells at me, uh, said, oh, man, you're deceitful, this and this. I, I would have given you way more than that. I said, then why did you offer me $3,000? If you had just offered me the higher price that you said you were willing to pay now, we would have never had this. But it's like you said, there was, there was a, an aspect where, where the funny thing was is his integrity was, was more in question because it showed that he really wasn't about dealing fairly with me, mm-hmm. but about, about that. And that just reminds me of that aspect of things and we probably do that and he did that with me so it wasn't going to do my harm my faith but imagine if we do that with people in the rest mm-hmm. of the world but we thought about what the bible says about dealing fairly you know maybe everybody who's on facebook should memorize <laughs> the the scriptures about not dealing harshly with others mm-hmm. you know avoid arguments you know and the way that you use words. The yes. way we use words. There's a lot of scriptures out there, folks. Memorize those <laughs> scriptures before you move. That's but if right. we thought about those before we went on Facebook, maybe that would change the way we live mm-hmm. and we memorize those and put those to mm-hmm. our heart as well. Mm-hmm. The scriptures really can have a powerful impact. Frank, we're at lesson 13. We're done. We want people to, to, to study the word of God. But I want to give you the last word and then if you'll have a final prayer for us, over, um, just share with us your love for the scriptures and, and why you hope that people will have that cultivation of that love in their hearts as well, yeah. and then pray for us. Well, I have not, I have not prepared a speech now. I so. know, I know. <laughs> this is, this is uh, before we were on camera, we were making jokes about how sometimes people just say, oh, you're a pastor, give a devotional, and we haven't yeah, thought about yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, well, this yeah. is me doing that to you now. But, uh, but I, I, I would like to say that, you know, if, if you have never, ever read the Bible, give it a try. Start reading the Word. Ask God to open your mind and uh, to help you understand, appreciate, and practice whatever you read and, and learn in the Word. It will be a blessing from beginning to end. Yeah. You know, you will find comfort in that book that you will find nowhere else. You will find wisdom that is really divine wisdom. You will find values that will stand the test of scrutiny and time. And it it will be a blessing in the way you conduct yourself. It will be a blessing in your interactions with other people. It will be a blessing spiritually and... uh, the, the Bible really um, is transformative yeah. in, 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 on many different levels uh, in your life. So if you've never read the Bible, 
before, give it a try. Pray honestly and, uh, and be surprised what it does to you. Mm -hmm. And if you have read the Bible, read it again. Yeah, go deeper. Read it, go deeper. And if you struggle with something in the Bible, you know, we all come across things in the Bible that are, that are not so easy to understand and even go sometimes against what we feel should is right. Mm -hmm. yeah, and be honest with God. God is never offended with your honesty. He is yeah. never offended with any question you have. Yeah. He delights in the questions. Just don't stop with the questions. If, yeah. if you don't have the answer, continue to read and study. And, uh, and ask, you know, if, if you know another person uh, who can help you and support you in that, who can be like a mentor, mm -hmm. who can be an inspiration for you when you get uh, a little lazy or a little, you know, negligent. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we need that, uh, that transparency. We mm -hmm. need that, uh, I'm, I'm not saying control, but that support, you mm -hmm. know, where we know there is a person who really loves me who really um, is interested in my life and my mm -hmm. well-being, mm -hmm. and he, he, he checks up on me, yeah. you know, not because he wants to control me, but because he has a, a positive interest in my life. Yeah. And, and if you can be a person like that to somebody else, it will be a blessing. And if you study the Bible together, it's an even greater joy and blessing. Mm -hmm. And wherever the Word of God is um, alive, wherever the Word of God is being studied. That's why I think it's a beauty that we have um, Sabbath school mm -hmm. in our church. And uh, wherever Sabbath school is alive, uh, it actually deals with the Bible and not just with any subject uh, mm -hmm. that is out there. Uh, I'm not worried about the health of the church because wherever the Bible is alive and is being read, there is something that is moving. There is something that is alive. That is something that is uh, a blessing. We've seen that in all the reformations in church history. Mm -hmm. They always started with a study of the Word of God and uh, a reading of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And uh, wherever that is alive today, I think we are moving forward as a church, mm -hmm. personally, individually, and corporately. And, and so... Um, this is my word of encouragement uh, that I would like to share, that uh, give it a try, try it again, be persistent, encourage each other on the way, mm -hmm. and uh, let's uh, expect great things from God Amen. and His Word. Will you pray for people as they sure. journey through the sure. Word? Our Father in heaven, We've talked about the Bible. We've talked about how to interpret the Bible. We've talked about many aspects. But we've come to the end of this quarter, and we ask you that you will forgive us, forgive our, uh, our laziness, mm. forgive our negligence, forgive our uh, disinterest. Kindle in us a new um, desire to read your word. Mm -hmm. Kindle in us the the um, desire to, to get to know you better and mm -hmm. to love you more deeply and mm -hmm. help us to understand your word more uh, fervently and, 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 and correctly and help us to avoid uh, quarrelsome discussions mm -hmm. and uh, splitting of words yes, 
but help us to be men and women who, who delight in your word, who, who are transformed by your word, yes, who, yes. who are blessed by your word, and who in turn can be a blessing to others. Uh, let us understand that reading your word is never just uh, a service to ourselves, but also uh, a blessing to others. Yes, yes. So that we can be a, a blessing to those around us. And so uh, let us learn from you and let us be men and women and people of the word. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on these 13, 14 weeks actually. And uh, we pray that you'll be blessed. Thank you.